We are live. I'll uh, give you guys a little insight into two things. It's uh, A, how much context matters, and B, how uh, horrible my eyes are. So hopefully you sympathize with me a little more. Give me a little more leeway when you criticize me on this goddamn internet. (laughs) These are the things I go through. Uh, So this morning, I uh, saw that Eric Nardini tweeted out uh, looking for a new producer. And someone in the comments said, uh, you should hire Steve Robinson. And then someone else replied, uh, I was thinking blind Mike. And I didn't think anything of it. I was like, ah, that's funny. I can't produce. I guess that's the joke. And then I see it gets a bunch of likes and retweets. And then I see Craig is retweeting it. And I was like, is it that funny that I can't see well enough to, I don't, I don't get the joke. What's happening here? (laughs) And then I look at the name and it was Eric Nardini, CEO of Barstool Sports. Yes. I was like, well, this is good. <laughs> I was like, I don't, I don't understand it. <laughs> it's, this is, I was all riled up, but yes, that was it's uh, good. Her, she I met, suspect negotiations would still not go well. No, but it's good that uh, uh, your name is in her head. Sure. I'm sure it's the first one she thought of. <laughs> And just an absolute shot at Steve. <laughs> she should hire Justin. I think if if the way she bullied me around was any indication, I think her having Justin as a producer would be great fun. It would be excellent. Like, I think she would know how to handle a, a, a gentleman like that. I would love that so much. I think we all would. So I'm putting my full endorsement. I'm sure that uh, carries a lot of weight over there. So putting my full backing behind Justin Trudeau. I, I enjoyed that part of the show when... Uh... When you guys called him, and we're like, uh, yes, you know, it's a producing job. And Kirk says, where? And he goes, Barcel Sports. <laughs> he was like, nervous about it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't, don't worry about it. It's just anywhere. <laughs> I enjoyed it. All right. Well, as you people file in here, and the sad thing about this story is that uh, if this is the free episode, everyone will have forgotten about it by the time it comes out. So I want answers now from the gearheads. As you file in, let me know if you're one of these complete assholes <laughs> that have been berating Tom Brady all day <laughs> when I guarantee you <laughs> something will come out oh, yeah. to absolve him of all these sins he's done onto you. It is, it is the most childish bullshit to watch these people whining that he hasn't thanked them. Of course he's got something planned. It'll feel, you'll wait a day. Give him a minute. Yeah, I don't, uh, my life, I thought it was weird he didn't mention New England at all. It's very weird, yes. But it is not changing my day one way or the other, for sure. Or should it, Craig, because you're a 35-year-old man with children. I'm 32. You're an adult human being. You just, it's, <laughs> Gave me three years I don't need yet. Well, whatever. You're 40. 38. I'm sorry. Other way. <laughs> um, so, so Tom Brady, if you did, the weirdest thing, the thing I'm outraged about is why have everyone refute Adam Schefter when it was like th- you know, three days ago? You wanted to wait the extra, you I know, feel, I feel like it wasn't even that long ago. Tuesday. Yeah, it was like four minutes ago. It wasn't even that long. It's wild. And then I saw uh, Casey Smith going at it with Kirk. I guess Casey was offended that Adam Schefter blew the story. It's his job. She She's a fucking transplant fan, too. <laughs> she, <laughs> yeah, she's not. I don't know that she's a, she's from Texas. I don't know how she became a Patriots fan, but she's also like kind of a reporter. 
I mean, not, I know it's a totally different job, but like she's in that world, you know? She very easily could have been working with Adam Schefter, and yet she apparently doesn't understand what he does. It's very strange. Yeah. And then uh, they're talking in the um, the chat here, too. Did you catch any of this uh, Brian Flores lawsuit? I wanted to talk about that. Let me vent about Tom okay. Brady, and then I'll get to the Brian Flores. I was more or less saying that out loud, so I didn't forget about it. But, oh, good. <laughs> um, what's hilarious about the Brady thing, though, is... Uh, this podcast comes out on Monday. Mm-hmm. Well, well, let's say this is the free episode. It comes out on Monday. Everyone will be like, Mike, what are you talking about Tom Brady for? He he came to fucking Gillette and gave a big statement in front of a packed, fu- <laughs> packed Gillette Stadium f- six days ago. <laughs> yeah. I'll be like, yeah, I knew he would. <laughs> That's what I said. I go, there's going to be a video or a speech. Or something, and it's going to result with him signing one of those one-day contracts. You just give it a minute. <laughs> yeah. Can you, can you calm down for five fucking seconds? The guy was here for 20 years. <laughs> Won six Super Bowls here, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. And, <laughs> and I mean, like, Mike created Mike. people's identities. Don't- and I understand, like... Getting worked up about sports is can be fun. Like if that's what you're into. Like if I looked back at a lot of my tweets from Deflate Gate and shit, I would mm. get douche chills. I'm sure. Oh yeah. <laughs> but at the time, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was. You know what I mean? It was t- it was fun to get worked up about that shit. So I understand it. But it's like he's a he's a scumbag. And then I tweeted something out joking, like you know I'm, I can't believe Tom Brady didn't thank me for all all our work together. And I- people were like, Mike, don't you get it? It's that he snubbed the organization. I was more... It's like, oh, so it's Robert Kraft yeah. you feel bad for. <laughs> I see. I actually kind of do actually feel bad for Robert Kraft out of everything. I would guarantee they've talked. Yeah. Probably. I would guarantee it. <laughs> and it kinda, and honestly, in a weird way, kind of ties back to everything we talk about it, where it's like we, we're so obsessed with how we would feel about something that we project those reactions onto everything it's like well he didn't thank the what, what does he hate the fans it's like, i don't know maybe he'll have a, some gay video come, come out tomorrow they can't be like this is everything yes exclamation point pump this into my veins all the same nine comments over and over again yeah i this is just what i needed today tom it's like, and they'll never acknowledge that 24 hours earlier they were like, what a piece of shit this guy but, is. But that's exactly what's going to happen. Of course it is. You just know it is. And all right. in uh, next week, if nothing's happened, maybe we'll start going. Yeah. But you know what will happen next week? If he hasn't done anything, I'll be like, yeah, it's kind of a dickhead move. Right. And then I'll move on with my day. I'm just, I'm just like, it's so. I am outraged. He was thanking everyone he could possibly think of that's ever touched his arm during his season. It's very funny. It's just like, uh, remember Ed Hockley? He ref. He was a ref. Many games of mine. He, thank you to him. Yeah. I want, I want to thank uh, the Colts for finding that ball. <laughs> he names every every player he played against. <laughs> Oh, thank Mike Ed Reed. Yeah, we know, we know what he would call him. <laughs> yeah, that famous video. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, just calm down, people. I think it'll all work out. Yeah, and uh, if you know? it, if it doesn't, uh, the only thing that'll be fun is shitting on the people 
that became Buccaneers fans <laughs> because of the Patriots. And go enjoy that. <laughs> but even then, like, if I told you in 2000, uh, you're a hapless Patriots fan, never won dick in your lives, uh, and the Red Sox are still bums, and the Celtics have gone down the drain, the Bruins suck at the time, and I tell you, hey, a guy's going to walk into town. He's going to be the 199th pick overall, but he's going to be the greatest quarterback of all time. He's going to play in New England for 20 years, win you six Super Bowls, go to another three, uh, set all kinds of records. And then at the end of his career, he's going to go to Tampa. He's going to retire. And he probably won't acknowledge you in your in the Super Bowl. I mean, in his uh, retirement speech. I'll take it. Bullshit, he won't acknowledge me. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell him to kick rocks. <laughs> he's, he's literally going to, there's going to be a press conference. Probably uh, in that new uh, Patriot, Patriot place, right? That's what the thing's called. Probably be there outside of his TB12 location. Of course, of course. <laughs> and like, like that's still there, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Come on. <laughs> Come on. And what's going to be great? Like, what, what's the media going to ask him? Tom, I know that now you're thanking New England and the Patriots fans, but remember how we all thought you didn't? Could you respond to that, please? Yeah, I gave um, uh, Tampa a notes app, and I'm here. <laughs> I, I flew here to greet all of you assholes. <laughs> that turned on me in a second. <laughs> Portnoy's losing it. <laughs> He's fucking losing it. 20 years of service, and I forgot to thank you in a note on Instagram, and you all turned on me? I heard Portnoy's calling him a mean girl right now. Yeah, of course. (laughs) That's the other thing is like Brady and Portnoy are so hand in hand. Like Barstool blew up over the whole Deflategate thing and everything. Mm -hmm. And they were, they loved Tom Brady. They were so loyal to him. It's like one false move. It's like the fucking mafia. (laughs) Right. And you were, you were there gone against us once you're dead. (laughs) You were there for that, right? Um, I well, my interview was the day Brady got suspended, the day they left for New York. Okay, so like, it must have been like insane growth that you actually saw <laughs> while you were just sitting there. I, like, well, Jesus. so um, I tweeted, I had to tweet stuff from like the main Barstool account mm-hmm. when it had. I remember this: uh, one hundred eighty thousand followers. Oh, really? They have like close to three million now. I think. Oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. Um, that stupid dentist office. (laughs) (laughs) Not even like they ever, they always said that. I can't imagine even the dentist's office being in there. It was so cramped. (laughs) Yeah. They left because it wasn't clean. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah. So then there's this Brian Flores thing, which is more interesting in my opinion. Oh yeah, definitely. Because I, it sounds like you might have a case. Uh, yeah, I'm going to pull up Bill Belichick's uh, text to him. Let me find it. Yeah, so see what it is exactly. I, I looked at it a little bit. Uh, I only saw it like an hour ago before the show started. Um, but if Belichick is texting, who's the guy that got the job? Brian Dabble? Dable. Da- Brian Dayball. Dayball? Yep. If Belichick's texting him before Flores interviewed, congratulating him, that's not a great look, you know? I, I'm no lawyer. I don't know how that would hold up, but... Yeah, Bill Belichick just fucked everybody. <laughs> uh, so Bill Bel- 
Bill Belichick says, uh, sound like you have uh, landed. Congrats. Uh, and then Brian Flores says, did you hear something I didn't hear? And he said, Giants with a bunch of question marks and exclamation marks. <laughs> like, several. <laughs> um, and then he says, I interview on Thursday. I think I have a shot at it. And he said, got it. I hear from Buffalo in, in uh, New York that you are their guy. Um, hopeful, I uh, hope it works out for you if you want it to. That's definitely what I want. I hope you're right, coach. Thank you. And then a little bit of time goes by and he goes, coach, are you talking to Brian Flores or Brian Dayball? Just making sure. <laughs> and then <laughs> Belichick says, sorry, I fucked this up. I double checked it and misread the text. I think they are naming Dayball. I'm sorry about that. BB. <laughs> And he just that is, that is a Mike Geary level bungling of a situation. And he just goes, Thanks, Bill. <laughs> that's, <laughs> so, that's great. Because I had only seen all I saw was that Belichick texted Dayball congratulating him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how the hell did Brian Flores get a hold of that? On Black History Month, no less. And then, and then as you were reading that, I was like, someone fucked this story up. He's texting Brian Flores. So I went through the same highs and lows as Brian Flores did. <laughs> <laughs> that is, wow. So Belichick, the smoking gun. Although that doesn't prove anything. I don't know if that, you know, you know, lawsuit. you know, Belichick knows. Oh, guaranteed. But what I'm saying is you're a judge or say you're on this jury. And they're like, yeah, Bill, Belichick heard I uh, that the other guy got the job. Well, so what? <laughs> you know, there better be more than that. Well, it was before you even interviewed, and that's going to be the whole um, um, whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's not affirmative action in the NFL, whatever it's called in the NFL. I know what you mean. The uh, Rooney Rule? Yes. Yeah. Um, well, you know what? Honestly, in a weird way, I say good for Brian Flores because – there's a, I'd say more than a chance that this really hurts his career. You know um, what I mean? Like suing the NFL. A lot of guys would say, well, I got to swallow my pride and keep my mouth shut. See, the thing that he's, if he wants to coach, he's fucking up because he had like the world at his back when Miami fired him. Cause they were like, right. they were like a win or something away from, or he did really well with them and no one thought that was possible. I think he did well his first year. They took a big step back this year. They beat the Patriots twice, but right. And, um, he was apparently offered like a hundred K each loss from Miami so they could get a better draft pick and they kept winning and it was pissing them off. That can't be true. That's part of what I saw. That would be, I literally saw it as I sat down. So I couldn't really look into it. Let's find that. Cause that would be, <laughs> that would be illegal. No, uh, not, not illegal, but like in the NFL sense. Well, Kirk 5K says he's also suing Miami, so that's probably part of it. Let me see here. I mean, that to me, that's worse than what Pete Rose did. Oh, yeah, for sure. Or the Black Sox, for that matter. <laughs> I don't see color. Okay, each Miami loss. I just like that Belichick is a... The greatest football mind of all time. I think it's hands down. It's easily Bill Belichick's smartest guy in NFL history. 
and he still texts the wrong Brian in his phone. <laughs> I know. Uh, here's a tweet from an insider. It says, uh, uh, Oopsies. Yeah. Whoops-a-daisy. You hear me? Yeah, what do we got? Can you hear me? Oh, can I not hear you? Hello, hello. Hello, hi, hey. Oh, come on. <laughs> oh, no. Can you hear me? <laughs> I can hear you. Oh, you can? Yeah. Oh, then what the hell are we doing? I don't know. It, it was going in and out for a second, so I didn't know. Uh... Oh, all right. We're back? Yeah. I panicked and started closing. I panicked and started closing tabs. Let me bring that back up. <laughs> Good Lord. It's like, not this again. It's been a while. <laughs> um, um, where, where did we leave off here? Uh, the f- I, I heard you going in and out saying things, uh, but I was looking. No, up- I don't mean recap everything that happened. I mean, what were we talking about? <laughs> Brian Flores, uh, 100K. Oh, yeah. So is that that's not true, right? It, uh, yep. Sports Illustrated. Uh, that should be a huge scandal. Brian Flores alleges Dolphins owner Stephen Ross offered 100K per loss in 2019. Wow. You can't do 2019, that. He's been there that long. Yeah, you know he's been really good there. Which I'm. It was a big surprise when they fired him. Yeah. Well, hey, good luck to Brian Flores because he probably just sank his career. <laughs> Steve's grandma says this is why I paid ten bucks a month. <laughs> You're darn right. I wonder what they saw. Could they hear me also? I don't know. I have to go back. There's the the video. I was screaming. <laughs> I couldn't hear it. <laughs> I could not. Uh, hear it. What a mishap. Yeah, and so you only get to really enjoy if you watch live here on patreon.com slash blind Mike, yeah. where, by the way, I'm thinking this won't happen for a while, if at all. I'm thinking blind Mike project may be a Patreon only podcast someday. Oh, really? All behind the paywall. And then we put why are you laughing out for free? Oh, okay. I'm considering it. I'm, I'm, I'm on the fence. But either way, there's limited Patreon spots if you want to get in for a dollar. That closes up soon, no matter what. And I was uh, uh, pleasantly surprised to see that the bloodletting was more like a paper cut this week. We'll see. It's not done processing. The number is processed. Oh, really? Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, and it wasn't that bad. Yeah, it was only like 12, which is... And good riddance, I say. Yeah, fuck you. Get the hell out of here. You only get why you're laughing soon, allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll probably end up uh, not doing that. But I did think about it. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't well, know what to do with anything anymore. Everyone but one guy likes why you're laughing, so that's nice. <laughs> oh, good. What did the one guy say? Uh, that you read from Wikipedia in that. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, someone called in. Uh, that's John was, Stewart said that. Yeah, that's what I was referring on, uh, to. Stooges episode. I so generally I do go to Wikipedia and shit I don't know things about just to get base information that I can look for more. Yeah, and that usually results in me finding interviews and things like that. But unfortunately, the Stooges were around a hundred years ago, so there wasn't a lot. <laughs> the only interviews I found were fucking Mo Howard on uh, was it Dick Cabot or one of those shows, Steve Allen or something. <laughs> He's just hitting them. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't particularly interesting. Yeah, no, I was referring to John Stewart, who was oh, it was him saying. Yeah, it it was he was uh 
Our, this show's first caller was him. Hey, he's turned his back on us. How about it? Sorry. Very sad. Sorry I upset you, John. <laughs> oh, what are you going to do? You can't please everybody. You cannot. Uh, stop trying. Yeah. So patreon.com slash blind Mike. Uh, buy some merch. It's in our link tree. And uh, go listen to a very good show. All the stuff we say every week. Leave some five-star reviews, likes on YouTube. All that shit helps. Uh, any positive response anywhere on the internet helps the old uh, algorithm is yeah. what they tell me. Yep. And uh new very good show this week, finally. Uh, so go go give that a, a, a listen if you could, please. What do you guys talk about? Uh, well, most of it, it divulged into Matt and I getting into a uh, screaming match about if I snowboarded since sixth grade or not. Ah, a very <laughs> relevant argument. It, it was so dumb, but it ended with like my wife came on the show and then she fucking buried me because she didn't help. I was like, cool, clearly. What's the she- argument? So I'm assuming Matt thinks you haven't snowboarded? Correct. And I was like, all well, right. I could not care less. Right. It, I couldn't either, but then it just got real heated. And um, at the beginning of the show, we play some ghost, a clip from a ghost show in Canada where they don't know what racial slurs are yet. What do you mean? I can I can play the clip for you if you'd like. I'm just not going to speak it because it'll get clipped to Bolivian. Huh. Huh. Now, when you say Bolivian, you're are you aware of the joke there? Yes. Okay. Tyson. Someone said that the other day, and I was trying to. Oh, uh, Eddie from Barstool, I think I heard say it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I wonder if he knows that that's a joke or not. <laughs> well, Barstool made like shirts and stuff about it. Oh, that's right. I think that's where it started, probably, huh? Uh, yeah, actually, was, I think it started. I think it was a Mike Tyson thing. Well, that's originally. what that's what it was. Mike Tyson yeah. clip, which they made into a shirt. <clears throat> well, uh, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. I think you know me well enough at this point. Do I want to hear it? Um, it's on the fence. You might find it funny. Let's wait. Okay, <laughs> we'll make the people wait. Because okay. Go we got that, and we've got there's another rabbit hole. I think we'll end up going down. Yeah. So we'll save that for a, a couple minutes also. Um, but first, I want to get to this this Joe Rogan thing out of the way. Oh, yeah, dude. Me and you are getting labeled the uh, the Brogan boys. <laughs> I, which I'm not. <laughs> you know what's hilarious about that? What I, and this is why, it, uh, in a way, I hate it and still get enraged about it. But it also helps me uh, realize that it's all bullshit at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. A year ago at this time, I kept referencing a year ago when Rogan did this shit. When there were certain guests, it seemed like he wasn't having on. Spotify was deleting episodes, blah, blah, blah. I said, what the fuck is Rogan doing? Uh, He's a hypocrite. He's a sellout, all this. And these same cunts on the internet were like, you wish you could be Rogan. (laughs) Yes. How dare you? And I'm like, what? (laughs) Now, now I just suck his dick. It's like I, I didn't agree with him then. Now I do. I don't understand. To be fair to them, we didn't agree with him for about four, maybe five hours. <laughs> That's we, true. It was a very brief time, but it, I, the, I was shown the error of my ways. Yeah, I'm. I'm not a fan of his stand-up. Really, I'm not a fan of his podcast unless I like the guest. Yeah, I'm. In, I'm in the same boat. I like. Two of his specials. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never seen him live, and I've had the yeah. opportunity. Me too. Um, so it's not like I'm some diehard Rogan fan. It's just I think he's 
correct in this case. And I also think he's doing a service in a way by pushing back on a lot of this shit because I mean, we'll talk about it with the Stelter clip, but there's a reason that people don't trust the media Mm. and it's because they're, they often purposely lie to us. (laughs) Rogan gets things wrong, of course, because he's a human being. Right. And a fucking pothead comedian. (laughs) But of course he gets things wrong, but no one thinks that he has a hidden agenda or that he's misleading us, you know, maliciously, which we think the news is doing. Correct. uh, So that's why I I respect that he's going in so hard on this COVID shit. Let's hear what uh, that fat little pudgy toad Brian Stelter had to say. Opinions, which sounds great, but Oops, no the narrative is. I want to show all kinds of opinions, which sounds great, but not all opinions are created equal. You think about major newsrooms like CNN that have health departments and desks and operations that work hard on verified information on COVID-19. And then you have talk show stars like Joe Rogan who just wing it who make it up as they go along. And because figures like Rogan are trusted by people that don't trust real newsrooms, we have a tension, a problem that's much bigger than Spotify, much bigger than any single platform, Kate. But that's what the, is the heart of this right now. Yeah, but you're right. It is getting at That is a nerd than. who's always been a nerd yeah. and had a small little bit of trust for a while and now is whining, screaming to the clouds like Nikki Glaser. Why aren't people listening to me? <laughs> he had he had him for a moment. He had the nation for a brief moment. And then we realized it was all bullshit. And this is CNN in general, not just Brian Stelter. Yeah. But it's like, that's a guy who is upset that people don't, you know, devote their attention to Rogan the way they... That the way he wants them to him. Yeah. I'm not making any sense, but you get what I mean. I can feel what you mean. <laughs> Thank you. Now, Stelter. I started losing my way at the end of that set. I realized it. Um, uh, Chef Lewis says when Joe was talking about a disclaimer, he said, which I agree with, which is when he kind of lost him. And I agree with that. But I, I agree with the disclaimer. I mean, I if that's like. All right, I'll put this up now. Leave me the fuck alone. Fine, but it's not going to be. That's how. Well, so that's how I look at it. And it won't be the end of it for sure. But what I'm saying is if Patreon emailed me today and said, hey, every time you say the word COVID, we're going to put Instagram does it. If we ever put up an Instagram clip where even the word COVID is said in the clip, they put up a little disclaimer. uh, There's a lot of misinformation out there. (laughs) Don't trust it. Yeah, but I'd be like, okay, now every time Rachel Maddow does it, I want that same disclaimer up. I would agree, or I would even, yeah, I would agree with that. Um, And I guess what Brian Stelter would say is Joe Rogan's not on a news network, which, I mean, you got to realize, Bri, CNN doesn't have the clout that it used to. People just don't trust it, and there's a reason for it, because they've been caught lying time and again about Rogan, no less. They've lied about Joe Rogan himself, but... You're right. The disclaimer won't solve anything. But what it does do is if Spotify is willing to back Rogan the way they have so far, then it gives Spotify the opportunity to say, hey, there's a disclaimer at the front of the podcast. If you still have complaints, we told you that this is not an issue. 
You know what I mean? Like mm. we we warned you what this was, so stop your fucking whining about it. Like I think it gives Spotify the out to be like, well, there's nothing wrong that's happening here. You're aware it's not medical information. Even Jackass has a disclaimer. You're damn right. <laughs> I can't wait for that. South Park has a disclaimer. You know? Yeah, that's. Uh, if ev- if everyone's treated the same, like if like I said. That side gets it. That side gets it. That's fine. That's not how it is. I think. So this, here's where it sucks too. Is um. The disclo- remember I told you a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. I was watching. Was it you? I think the Netflix show you. Oh, I don't know. Um, where they have a disclaimer before an episode. That's hey. In this episode, you will see images of suicide. Yes. And I was like, the episode hadn't started yet. I was like, well, I know who kills themselves. <laughs> I've been watching the show, Netflix. He kind of gave it away. <laughs> yes, it was you. So shit like that is where, yeah, this could be a slippery slope. What I'm saying is, if this is it, if Rogan says, yeah, put a fucking disclaimer in front of my episodes. I don't care. Uh, I don't care about that either. Because like I said, if Patreon emailed me today and said, like, we're putting a disclaimer Naughty language is used on this podcast. I would say, all right, whatever. Someone should tell Joe Rogan that the disclaimer is the vaccine for podcasts. Ooh, interesting. See what happens then. That'll really dig his heels in. Yeah. It it was strange. Everything. I will admit this. Everything Rogan does is strange. Yeah. I've never seen anyone respond to things in the manner that he does. When you have a platform that size. You know what I mean? Like the way he addresses things on his podcast or doesn't address things. It's it's all very weird to me. Yeah. I think he found out though, like when he does it, he used to. And I think we found out addressing it just either makes it worse or it doesn't do anything. I think the other thing is his podcasts aren't live anymore, which I kind of miss. I miss that, but uh, it's probably the best decision he could have made. (laughs) Probably. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess it'll be interesting to see how many more, uh, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see if people like Neil Young wanted everyone to know that Joe Rogan's not a doctor, which now that the disclaimer's there, we all understand it. (laughs) Yeah. Or if they want Joe Rogan to lose money or lose his job or whatever. Uh, there's nothing they can really take away from him, but like they want Rogan's head on a stick rather than everyone be properly informed. You know what I'm saying? I still don't think I haven't met like a regular person that has uh, sided with Neil Young. Everyone's like, no, I like, I like free speech still. It's kind of sick. Not even well, take free speech out of it. Everyone I've heard that's a normal person. Has been like, oh, well, they'll probably pick the guy they're paying $100 million. <laughs> that too. Like, they've just thought logically about it. Take politics out of it. It's like, clearly, they'll pick Rogan. But yeah, if if six more artists, particularly young artists, you know, if, um, who's hip with the kids now? Lizzo. Sam Hunt. Is that someone? I don't know. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. I don't know them, though. I've heard I think them. they're people. If they say, if Cardi B says, I'm out of here, then that'll be interesting to see how Spotify reacts. I think uh, Lizzo's the uh, Rubenesque girl. She is. That's a good yeah. way to put it, yes. I was trying to think of words. She's got some hits. Many <laughs> big hits. Hips. 
I don't know about that. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's our that's our Rogan uh, update for the day. And by the way, I stand by the man. Yeah, and for the people that don't like when we talk about Joe Rogan, I don't know if we even like talking about it, but it's like almost we have to at this point. It comes up so often. It's like the biggest story of the last three days. <laughs> and it's different every day. It's not like yeah. we're saying the same. I mean, it's the same topic and general idea, but something new happens. Well, I'll tell you something new mm-hmm. that I want to address, and that's this Whoopi Goldberg. But before I get into the story, I want to, I've been fascinated by this. So I sent you a couple of clips. Whoopi Goldberg's uh, in the news the last day or so. Mm-hmm. Um, are, you, are you not aware of what she said? I know it's something about the Holocaust in color. But yeah, you're pretty much caught up. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, but... Uh, yeah, so Whoopi's been in the news, but I was first fascinated by this because I saw people, and this is very dumb. First of all, I don't think Whoopi Goldberg should be in trouble, of course, and she shouldn't be in trouble for the thing I'm about to bring up. But I saw people saying on Twitter, like, oh, did Whoopi apologize for this? This has to do with race. And it's a picture of Ted Danson in blackface from that roast. Yeah, that was her husband, and then, right? What's that? They were married or something at one point. Weren't they? <laughs> well, that brings, they were dating. Yeah. And I started looking into that because I was like, oh, I wonder if um, there's video of that roast online or if Ted Danson responded to it, this and that. I was curious about it. So I started going down a rabbit hole. Did you know that not only was Whoopi attractive at one time? She was skinny. Okay. Oh, I believe uh, in one of his specials, Jim Norton said he now she now looks like KRS KRS One. <laughs> it's a funny comparison, but um, so they dated in late eighties, early nineties, but also they were having a torrid affair and broke up Ted Danson's marriage. Oh, Ted Danson threw away his marriage and thirty million dollars. Oof. He lost $30 million in the divorce settlement because he was having an affair with Whoopi Goldberg. And then you look further into it. <laughs> now listen to this. This is where I just start doing some Googling as I'm talking here, because I feel like maybe I've been, uh, someone's yanking my chain here <laughs> because then I found out that Ted Danson's wife at the time Coates, I think her last name was, um, was somehow paralyzed during childbirth. <laughs> Ted Danson. And and Ted Danson stood by her side in recovery, but was fucking around with Whoopi Goldberg on the side. Uh, Ted Danson wife paralyzed. Let's see what we can find about this. Um, oh, God. Not Mary Steenburgen, for those of you wondering. Um, Ted, here's an article. Ted Danson took a break from his career just to take care of his paralyzed wife. <laughs> of course, it's not funny. It's very sad. But meanwhile, he was fucking Whoopi Goldberg, which seems bizarre. Uh, Coates, who gave birth to their daughter, Alexis, uh, was left paralyzed. Danson was devastated. But the chair's actor knew the only thing he could do at the time was be there for his wife and their newborn child. So Danson took a break from his career and decided to give all his attention to his dear wife. Yeah. So uh, that got stale after a while. Can imagine. 
he said uh, there was some statement from Ted Danson like the the uh, injury uh, put a wedge between us. Um, <laughs> like I guess. Though the ordeal, uh, the tragedy had already created other problems between them. Looking back at the issues that crept into their relationship, Danson said a huge rift between us, a massive lack of trust. Uh, we were ju- uh, we were adjusting. Yeah, she couldn't walk. Yeah, we were adjusting to the fact that we weren't the same people we were before it happened. <laughs> no, she couldn't walk and I was uh, cheating on her. Those were two of the big things. Adding to the trust issues, Danson uh, developed an affair with Whoopi Goldberg. Uh, <laughs> so bizarre. Which Side piece, Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> which made matters worse with Coates. No shit. Uh, it profoundly affected their already broken relationship and the couple uh, was forced to part ways. Their 16-year marriage ended in a $30 million divorce. Yeah. So Ted Danson loses 30 mil. He must have been raking it in on Cheers. Yeah, he had to have been. And that's right at the end of Cheers. That's like 92. I think Cheers ended in 92, 93, somewhere around there. Yeah. Um, so that is like prime Cheers money that he's, oh, yeah. that he's forking over <laughs> to his ex-wife. And then like... He left her for Whoopi Goldberg. He stayed with Whoopi Goldberg, and then there were all sorts of rumors that those two were going to get married. <laughs> I just cannot imagine having a torrid love affair with Whoopi Goldberg. No, I actually Googled... Uh, I'm going to try it again because I didn't have very good results. I'm trying to... Young Whoopi Goldberg, maybe I'll look up. Yeah, see if Whoopi was a smoke show. Um, I just remember not... Um, Yeah. Oh, really? Smoke show I wouldn't go with, but... Attractive. Yes. Okay, good, because I think of her as... All shoulders. She's all shoulders. 75-year-old Whoopi Goldberg. (laughs) She's all shoulders now. (laughs) It's not a great look. (laughs) I'm saying for my taste, of course, you know. She was wicked then. Jesus Christ. Oh, okay, all right. Good for Ted Danson. I just can't look past... uh... I was going to say, Sam Malone wouldn't settle for... You know, second-rate ass. Am I right, boys? <laughs> It'd be great if this was like three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> He's cheating on Mary Steenburgen with Whoopi Goldberg. Can't even hug you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, by the way, side note, here's where Ted Danson is a very bright guy. Goes with a white wig. He changed wig color uh, late in life. To, so be, people don't even question it, really. You I, know? Didn't, I didn't even know he was wearing a piece. Exactly, because you'd think, what kind of a psychopath would wear a, a white hairpiece? Wow. But if you were a real Cheers fan, you would know that uh, there's an episode where he takes his wig off. He was bald back then? Oh, yeah. Oh, no shit. Oh, no yeah. No idea. Yeah, well... It does make you question a few of the plots when Sam Malone really cares about his hair. Was he an insane man? Or he didn't want it to fall off. Maybe. I suppose, but he's putting product in it and whatnot. Doesn't make any goddamn sense. Was that earlier on or was that always? That's for I'll have Chris on to discuss that sort of thing. Yeah. What, what am I trying to do here? <laughs> Don't try and be him. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that clears all that up. Home wrecker Whoopi Goldberg was on the View this week. I'm excited for this. And so let's hear from this uh, 
hot piece of ass. This uh, side piece, Whoopi Goldberg. Well, also, if you're yeah. going to do this. Oh, wow. There's like several dudes jumping on the stage to get at her. <laughs> Whoopi, no. <laughs> the second Holocaust left her mouth. <laughs> Well, also, if you're yeah. going to do this, then let's be truthful about it, because the Holocaust isn't about race. No. Well, no. It's not about Maybe race. Did you hear the panel? <laughs> they were in stunned disbelief. They were like, uh... Mm -hmm. <laughs> They're like, how do we say this to a black person? Are we allowed to question her? <laughs> you know he doesn't like anyone, right? He doesn't like you? I, yeah, I gotta, I gotta let Whoopi know. I'm not a World War II expert or a history buff or anything of the kind, but it's my understanding um, that while, yes, many Jews were white, people of other races, Hitler was not a big fan of. Yeah, he threw him in with the Jews. He didn't care. He had a very specific type. <laughs> and I would say some of the other races may have not fit that type. And Hitler didn't handle it too kindly when he would come across one of them. No. That's how I understand it. Again, I wasn't around. I'm just here. It's all hearsay, I suppose. But. She she going to get fired for this? Uh, I don't think so. Well, that's the second clip I sent you, uh, which is why I don't think so. But all right. Um, let's hear a little more. I got another piece of advice. It, it, this just goes in general. Uh, Kirk says this every time. He's like, every six months, there's some someone someone feels the need to say Holocaust or compare things to the Nazis, and it never works out well. It's the truest thing he's ever said. It's it is so spot on. It's literally like clockwork. Yep. Every six months, we have a good Hitler story. Yep. So let's see what else Whoopi says. Uh, kind of along the same lines. I, I rewound it a little bit. Just listen to the the, the panel and crowd. Truthful about it because the Holocaust isn't about race. No, no, I don't know, Whoopi. <laughs> she ended up getting a, she ended up looking angrily until someone went, No, right? <laughs> right? Am I, am I, that is the, that is the look everyone who brings up the Holocaust has yeah. in mixed company. I don't think, uh, if you throw it, Hitler had some ideas. What? What are y'all looking at me for? I'm going to go with uh, she does not have any Jewish friends. Well, so I think the point that we're about to hear Whoopi make is that it's it was about religion and not race, I guess. And I would say, and th this is not me talking. It's That's that son of a gun Adolf Hitler. Yeah. It's all his idea. So keep in mind, this is not me. But there are certain stereotypes that held true of the Jewish people. <laughs> and so even if you weren't Jewish, but fit these stereotypes. <laughs> I'm sorry. Into the oven you go. <laughs> <laughs> and because of that, it is similar to a racial issue. It was things out of their control, looks and things like that also contributed to some of Hitler's madness. <laughs> Kirk 5K just says her last name is Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs> she is she I mean she is you know listen uh I know Craig's a big fan of the black Israelites I don't know yeah, they I don't know if she's one but so funny I still I stand by it go watch their videos by the way uh just tying into this real quick have you ever seen uh, Gary Gullman's bit about uh Hitler mm -mm. he said you know who Gary Gullman is right oh yeah 
brilliant stand-up. Yes. And he says that uh, he was talking to a friend, and uh, she was trying to mention Hitler's atrocities, but she couldn't come up with the word atrocities. And what she said was Hitler's shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> shenanigans? That's not even close. <laughs> and then he goes into this bit. He's like, listen, I, as much as the next guy, didn't care for Hitler's monkey business, but... <laughs> We had to put a stop to his mischief. It's Hitler's shenanigans. <laughs> shenanigans. <laughs> he said, what is it? He was up to plenty of ballyhoo. He had a ton of words. <laughs> I think of any comedian, Gary Goldman is the greatest vocabulary for sure. Oh, yeah. The, this. The, the, uh, the, I, I, I think I've, I don't know if I said it on here before, but my favorite thing he ever said for some reason, it just tickled me correctly at the right time. Is he's like, you ever seen someone recently walking around with a Walkman? He goes, it looks like they got headphones plugged into a pizza. <laughs> and that was it. And I just thought that was the funniest thing he ever said. It doesn't really tie into what I said at all. But I guess. We're, we're talking about the greatness of Gary Goldman. All right. That's fair. That's fair. I, I For a minute, I thought you thought that Walkman was a great vocabulary word or something. No, no, no. I thought, I thought we were just doing overall greatness. Um, all right, let's hear if there's a little more. Let's hear if Joy puts a stop to this. Let's be truthful about it, because the Holocaust isn't about race. No. No, it's well, not about race. It's about a different race. It's not about race. This is 15 seconds in. This video is a minute 45. Oh, my God. It's not about race, and everyone is like, oh, boy, we are about to... This view gets wild, I'll tell you. Does no no Jewish person work at this place? I think Joy Behar is certainly Jewish, no? If so, she better fucking go nuts right now. <laughs> Let's hear. It's not about well, race. What is it about? Because you, it's about man's inhumanity to man. That's what it's about. <laughs> but it's about white wow. supremacy. It's well, about but it's not, it's not it's about, it's about guys not getting along. Perfect. But these, you know, I honestly, it's forget. more that locker room. It's guys being guys. <laughs> yeah. If uh, Whoopi, why don't you go take a time machine, go back to 1941, let's say, and just uh, I don't know, walk through uh, Germany, see how that goes. Hey, Dolph, this is unkind. What you're doing? <laughs> this is this is how the, she'd get hit with a double whammy. They'd be like. Goldberg. <laughs> That's what I mean. They'd be like, they first see her and go, oh, and then check her ID and go, what? <laughs> that, yeah, I like that Whoopi thinks if they looked at her, they'd be, uh, oh, all right. You're fine. <laughs> Isn't she a lesbian oh, now? Oh, the Nazis love black people. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't she a lesbian now, too? Whoopi? Yeah. Oh, I don't know that to be the case. That would explain uh, nothing. 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 Never mind. Hmm. I know what you were going to say. I'm glad you didn't. <laughs> Let's see if we can get through this for Christ's sake. To white groups of people. Well, they How do we have to black but people see them as white people? And they, but you're missing the point. You're missing yeah. the point. The yeah. minute you turn it into race, it goes down this alley. Let's talk about it for what it is. It's how people treat each other. It's a problem. It doesn't matter if you're black or white. I gotta say, I think there's a lot of metaphors that could be drawn out of uh, the Holocaust and World War II. It does. It's a little simplistic to be like, man, it's just you know, manners, being polite to one another. (laughs) This is not a PBS special. 
That's all. Remind, remember your pleases and thank yous, you know? Just yeah. common manners and decency. That's what the Holocaust taught us. <laughs> the, the Holocaust wasn't about racism. It was about, it was about right and wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it was Hitler teaching us all a good lesson on manners. God, I wish Heil Honey I'm, I'm Home was still a show. <laughs> this would be great. No, it was the salad fork goes on one side and (laughs) just common decency is what the Holocaust was about. Uh. White, Jews, uh, everybody eats each other. So is it, if you're uncomfortable, if you... It's not about race. And she goes, black, white, Jews. And then she started to say Italians. I gotta say, we've had our struggles. I don't think this was the. I don't think. I think we got off fairly easy in the Holocaust. I think so. You're lucky, uh, you know. Old Benito helped us out, is yeah. my understanding. Yeah, exactly. Was didn't he go? Was that him that went over to Hitler's for dinner on that show? Was it Mussolini? Someone did. Oh, good question. Was it Mussolini? I forget. I think it was. It was something. Uh, no, no, it was actually uh, not a dickhead. It was an, it was someone he was trying to impress and prove that he wasn't mean. Winston Churchill or something. Something like that. Oh, that's that's what it was. That's what, <laughs> what a great show! It was the best. You hear about mouse? Should you be worried? Should should your child say, "Oh my God, I, I they're playing I her off"? That's me. No, that's not what they're gonna say. They're gonna say, "I don't want to be like that." Well, oh, is that what that is? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> playing, the, I thought that was something else playing, and I went. Well, I think this is. The- <laughs> and I'd like to thank Goebbels and Gehring for their fine work. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I don't forget anyone. <laughs> Why didn't she thank Sister Act? She got a problem with Sister Act. <laughs> That's what made you bones. <laughs> Just turn into a Tom Brady. I, like, I gotta say though, I like that the producers of uh, the View are like, "Well, we can't just abruptly cut to commercial. Maybe she'll get the hint." <laughs> no, she, she if does, we start playing music. I'm curious. There's still forty seconds left, and the music's playing. Let's see. Be cool. Yeah. And in well, yeah. Most kids. And, most oh. kids. They they don't want to be cool. No, they don't. And, and we're living in a you know we're living in an era where people are are comparing vaccine cards to the yellow stars, where people are comparing mm-hmm. vaccinations to what Anne Frank yeah. went through. Yeah. So it is necessary. Whoopi seriously dresses like uh, Randy Jackson now. I, I like that woman just trying to sit. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Randy Jackson. <laughs> you know what Randy Jackson does now? Uh, doesn't he do what he did here, but somewhere else? What do you mean here? Like uh, he he does. Um, God damn it! He plays that? the piano on a new version of Name That Tune. Does he? That's not. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> no, my guess was not. That was not what I was thinking in my head. <laughs> <laughs> you think he was still a judge on some show? Yeah. Yeah. I just assumed. Like, no, they so they redid name that tune with um, I think her name's Jane Kurkowski, the woman who plays uh, Jenna on Thirty Rock. Mm-hmm. She's the host, and it's name that tune, and 
I mean, like a minstrel show. They have Randy strumming the old piano in the corner, <laughs> cracking wise. <laughs> like, what, what is this? <laughs> Did Step Brothers kill two careers? What's the other one? It was Dan Cook with the yep. pay-per-view 20 minutes. Uh, right. Randy Jackson signing this uh, sword. No, Randy Jackson was on American Idol for a long time after that, I think. Was he? Well, maybe not that long. I guess Step Brothers was like 08 or 09. Yeah, because that was peak like, Randy Jackson's the man. <laughs> like, ugh. I don't know. Randy Jackson was never really cool. He was kind of like a mocked figure. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Like, everyone did the, I don't know, dog impression and all that shit. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Entourage is a line about, uh, <laughs> you remember the, uh, one of the episodes Anna Ferris is in? Mm-hmm. Um, her boyfriend, I forget who he's played by, but uh, her boyfriend is just like a jerk off who keeps, who thinks he's trying to fuck her. Which he was. And he keeps saying, he, he talks like, uh, he keeps saying dog and things like that. Yeah. And Anna Ferris just goes, stop talking like you're fucking Randy Jackson. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love her. Anna Ferris is a great comedic actress. Yeah, she's pretty. Doesn't get enough credit. No, definitely not. That show is great. Show what was is- that, Entourage? Yeah. It was, as I said to Doug Allen, very underrated. You catch a lot of shrapnel for saying you like it. Not you, but like people in general. Yeah, the royal you. Yes, I agree. Like- That's what I said. Where like it was so critically acclaimed, people said, oh, at the time when Entourage came out, people were like, this nailed what Hollywood is like. Perfect. Unbelievable. I got all the critical acclaim. Uh, people loved it and everything. And then just the culture changed. And it became obvious like that they are bro- like they fit, you know, bro culture and that type of shit. Right. And we just had no tolerance for it anymore for some reason. I think Portnoy saw that show and went, I got an idea. <laughs> it's very it's very similar. <laughs> it's, a, it's a very similar vibe. Um all right, let's hear so that so that's uh Whoopi and the gals of the view looking very confused as to what to do. They don't know what the fuck to do. <laughs> and the guy trying to so by the way, uh I don't have the video pulled up anymore, so there's no echo. And if there is an echo still, I'll just bring it up, I guess. But um, yeah, um, she, when the music started playing, it, they had the camera on Whoopi and she looks off screen and nods her head. <laughs> like, She's like, what? <laughs> no, no, no. Like she heard it. Like, yeah, yeah, we're getting no, I know. it. <laughs> but <laughs> it was just, I like the idea of well, the, this audience can't take a few Holocaust references. <laughs> I played a nun <laughs> at 10 in the morning on ABC. <laughs> <laughs> what I want to talk about how the Holocaust wasn't that bad. It's one of those things you hear. Is that you, so wrong? It's one of those things you hear and you're like, she didn't say that. And you just keep on listen. with your day. <laughs> I, I like, I liked it in a way. She's kind of like, listen, Hitler had his flaws, but he wasn't a racist. <laughs> By the way, PGA Minahan, you better be doing your job today because I'm giving them to you. For free. Yes, Kirk 5K already said. Uh, um, I've given you at least three. PGA Minahan has some clipping to do. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> um, Listen, the man had his flaws, but uh, come on, he's not going to judge someone based on the color of their skin. Am I right or wrong, folks? <laughs> I'll be fine. It's just one <laughs> dinner. <laughs> <laughs> She gets invited on. Listen, I'm black. I'm not Jewish. 
you know, <laughs> finds out finds out Hitler's a real big fan of hers. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! So what are you in the moods for? <laughs> <laughs> so she went where uh, anyone goes when they just want to steamroll someone. Uh, <laughs> the Late Show with Stephen Colbert. And, uh, oh, he really uh, puts the screws to her. <laughs> hey, everybody, welcome back to the Late Show. Come on in, Whoopi. They're hugging. Fuck all the music, Jesus. Thank you. Good to see you again. And Good to see you. you again. And you. Now, you made some news this morning. Yes. On The yes, View. I did. When y'all were talking about the Holocaust. Yeah. And <laughs> would, would you care to... What a sentence. <laughs> y'all are talking about the Holocaust. No, y'all were rapping about the Holocaust. <laughs> that sounds awful familiar from, like, back in the day. Y'all talking about the Holocaust? Woo! <laughs> Like, people getting excited and shit. Now you folks were shucking and jiving about the Holocaust. <laughs> These clips aren't going to be great. <laughs> uh, follow up. Clarify what you said this morning. I don't know. Because it confused I, some people. It's, it, it upset a lot of people. Yeah, I don't know, dog. Never, ever, ever, ever my intention. <laughs> I thought we were having a uh, discussion. Uh, because I've... I, I mean, that was clear. You were having a discussion. It was just really stupid. Steven, what is it? You can't talk about the Holocaust and company anymore. It's r- ridiculous. The segment before this, she was probably shitting all over Joe Rogan. <laughs> and then- <laughs> so that's that's the that's the thing. And of course, Whoopi should not be in trouble for any of this shit. And I, I don't understand what she was trying to say, but I do know for a fact her intention was not to say that the Holocaust was a good thing. I know that for sure. You know, like I'm joking around, but obviously she doesn't think that Hitler drew the line at race. You know what I mean? I think she's aware of that. This is one of those things, though. It's like if the shoe was on the other foot, she'd be like, fuck that guy. Completely. And she did with Rogue. Remember, uh, we never talked about it, but I saw you that thing last week about her shitting all over Bill Maher. Right. We didn't play that. Where Bill Maher, all Bill Maher said, like, you know, the liberals go crazy on Bill Maher now. All Bill Maher said was like, hey, let's fucking uh, relax with everything, huh? We don't need COVID passports because that's probably a a horrible thing that would take away a lot of our rights if it, (laughs) you know? And then Whoopi Goldberg said, how dare you joke? (laughs) By the way, I I didn't do it justice because Bill Maher was joking. He wasn't even making a serious statement. In, even though in a way he was. Mm. But Whoopi Goldberg was like, how dare you joke about something so serious as COVID-19? Now, to my point about the Holocaust, <laughs> race, who cares? <laughs> I don't remember any uh, Asian people in the Third Reich, do you? I don't. I was, uh, I gotta say, it lacked diversity. It sure did was my big thing. I don't know if they put in writing. Whoopi may have me there. I don't know if they ever put in writing that they had an issue with race. But I mean, the proof is in the numbers. It, you was, know? A, it was a bunch of people that looked like me after a fresh shave. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, let's hear if uh, Colbert holds your feet to the fire here. 
I feel being black when we talk about race, it's a very different thing to me. Yeah, Did you turn so it up I said that I, I felt that the Holocaust wasn't yep. about. Friend. Oh my God, ads. Oh, for Christ's sake. What timing? <laughs> we'll never learn. No, we won't. Ads left and right. Uh, let me turn this puppy up. Uh, discussion. But I'll give, before uh, we keep uh, listening, I'll give Whoopi credit in the sense that what we're about to hear is kind of like, well, why can't I talk about the Holocaust on The View? <laughs> <laughs> so let's hear it from the whoopster. Kirk 5K says, they called themselves the master race. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's not a terrible point. It's <laughs> a great point. I guess they didn't mention race every once in a while. <laughs> every other sentence or so. Yeah, I don't know what uh, Aryan referred to. I know they were partial to, you know, light-skinned blondes with blue eyes, but maybe they had their exceptions. I don't know. Yeah. That's that's fucking funny. <laughs> Uh, because I I feel being black when we talk about race, it's a very different thing to me. Mm-hmm. So I said that I, I felt that the Holocaust wasn't about race. And people got very, very, very angry and still are angry. I mean, I'm getting, you know, all of the... She gets the hit with a tomato. ...from folks and <laughs> the very real anger because people feel very differently. But I thought it was... a a salient discussion because as a black person, I think of race as... Hey, Stephen, if I may mention, I am black before everyone keeps questioning me on this. I just want to throw that out there. As a black person, I think of race as being something that I can see. Is what she's saying. Uh, Stephen, if I may, let's not forget the old color of my skin before we get too angry with me. <laughs> Tread lightly here, folks. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen my hair, but uh, you couldn't pull this off. (laughs) Race as being something that I can see. So I see you and I know what race you are. And Ari Shafir steps in and she goes, oh. (laughs) (laughs) He walks, a Jew. Oh, now I get it. She just instinctively throws a cup at him. (laughs) (laughs) The discussion was about how I felt about that. I felt that that it was really more about man's inhumanity to man and how horrible people can be to people. And we're seeing it manifest itself these days. But people were very angry. Holy shit, wait a minute. So like I said, I wasn't offended by any of this. I think she should be able to say it. I don't necessarily agree with it, but whatever. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize until just now that her point was we're living in the Holocaust. I don't. Did I miss something? (laughs) Was that her greater point? Let me rewind. That this is the Holocaust? (laughs) I just rewound it a bit. Let me let me focus very. (laughs) Because I got to say. I, you know, we have our hard times now, but I think it was a little rougher in 1940s Germany. Uh, yeah, I'd say so. And the discussion was about how I felt about that. I felt that that it was really more about man's inhumanity to man and how horrible people can be to people. And we're seeing it manifest itself these days. Uh. Yeah, 
we got ourselves a Holocaust on our hands. Now, is she referring to COVID or racism? So she's referring to COVID, I think. I don't know. I don't have any idea what her point is. Oh, boy. <laughs> Maybe if you let her explain it on The View, we wouldn't have to wonder, <laughs> goddammit. If you didn't play her off and give her the old hook. <laughs> yeah, now let her explain. <laughs> Does she explain? What the hell? If you, I gotta, you know, I'm, I'm sure I'll make fun of Colbert. But if you're him in this situation, how do you even respond to that? <laughs> you just go, oh, so <laughs> Ted Danson. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm saying. But people were very angry and they said, no, no, we are a race. And I, I, I understand. I understand. I, I felt. I don't think that's the issue. I respect. <laughs> no. I don't think the issue is that Judaism is not a race. It's a religion. And like I said, because it was centrally located at one time and a lot of people come from the same area of the world. There are, you know, stereotypical features that some display, but I don't think the issue is people saying, hey, we are to a race. <laughs> yeah, we are. It was more saying, I think the Holocaust was pretty racist. <laughs> it was very racist. That was actually like number one on their whiteboard racism. I think, I think, I think. When the term Nazi is applied to people in 2022, it's because they're racist. <laughs> it's not because of their inhumanity to men. Yeah. When you see some asshole with a shaved head and a swastika tattooed into his forehead, you don't think that man is inhumane. <laughs> Lab Rat says he's a fucking racist. Lab Rat says she's gatekeeping oppression. Just <laughs> <laughs> funny. Oh, all right. Should we keep watching or what do you say? Um, did We can, but I also, Ari Shafir reminded me of something that I wanted to Go ask ahead. you about. Uh, did you listen to Skanks last night? I did not. I heard Shane got drunk and agreed to some sort of basketball game. Okay. So they're in the, they're on the show. Shane and Matt McCusker were on and, um, and Norman. So it was, it was a good episode. I have, I'm only like halfway through, but the big okay. story was at the stand a few days prior, Ari was at the stand and Michael Rappaport showed up and okay. Ari on a podcast said he like beat a woman or something like that. So the Rappaport did? Yeah. Which he was just being funny. So okay. Rappaport goes in, gets Paul, the owner, brings him over to Ari with him and goes, you talking shit about me on a podcast? And then open hand smacked Ari in the face. Oh, shit. And then Ari. Really? Yeah. And Ari just laughed in his face. He did? Yeah. They didn't get into it? No. Why would you bring the over owner over? Because he would have got. watch you smack him. He probably would have got killed by everyone in the place if he wasn't there. Jesus Christ. Yeah. It, it was funny. So what happened? Nothing? Nothing really yet that I've seen. This was, it was fresh. I gotta say, Michael Rappaport is the biggest cunt out there. The biggest. Like, I have no problem with an act. Like, if everything you're doing is trolling and you're playing a character, whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't have a problem with that. But you're such a little bitch boy in real life. Like, you go around smacking people. You smack Ari Shafir because he made a joke in a podcast. And yet you sue Barstool Sports for the same thing. (laughs) Like, they, they made jokes. You went to take legal action. 
And then with other people, you resort to physical violence, something he could easily sue you for if he wanted. Like the guy's just a little punk bitch, you know? Um, the uh, funniest part about it was that Shane was on the show. And Rappaport was honestly one of his biggest supporters during his whole shit. Yep. He, he goes, dude, he went on Talib Kweli's podcast. He went right to the bee's nest of this and had my back. <laughs> And so then it just became uh, uh, a fight between Shane and Ari and uh, Rappaport. <laughs> and, um, sorry. Oh, so was Rappaport on? No, no. So this all came up because uh, Lewis was trying to get the security footage, but they wouldn't, uh, okay. they wouldn't give it to him. Okay, which makes sense. <laughs> yes, it does. He didn't understand why, but... <laughs> Many, yeah. I'm like, uh, uh lawsuits, dude. <laughs> and the probably it should, you know, they probably want to make sure that it doesn't have to go to the police first, I would think, right? And they're not going to give it to Louis Gomez, Louis J. Gomez, Louis J. Gomez. <laughs> uh, well, go listen to uh, Legion of Skanks, that sounds very funny, but yeah, it's Rappaport is the weirdest guy because he will do shit like he'll defend Shane Gillis. Yes. And he'll go into Talib Kweli to talk about it, which is crazy. But then also smack Ari for making a joke and he sues Barstool like a little girl. And the way he talks at his age is just funny. <laughs> well, that's a whole nother can of worms. <laughs> it sure is. But I heard that and I was like, ooh, Ari and Rap. I didn't think he was actually going to smack him. I can only imagine how obnoxious his podcast or whatever the fuck he's done since then has been. I got to give Ari credit. I mean, I don't know how he reacted in the moment. I'm only hearing it from you. Mm -hmm. uh, but I got to give Ari credit. He has, he not only has physically massive balls, but in, you know, metaphorically, he has gigantic balls as well. Right. I, I guess all he said, all he did was laugh at him. I'd have, I got to hear, well, we'll have to do some investigating throughout the week. I, I got to hear what Ari said originally. <laughs> We gotta find all of us. Labrat says tough weeks for Jews. <laughs> it is. It's a rough week for the Jewish people. It really is. Uh, first, you know, first they're written off as no big deal by Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> she doesn't see color. Eh. Sure, I guess they. It'd be great if Whoopi was like, I guess they've had their problems, but I mean, come on, quit your whining. <laughs> the, the Jews like, don't you remember Egypt? <laughs> we built those things. Uh, well, I'm a Whoopi fan now. Good for her. Uh, no, I don't. To answer your earlier question, I don't think she's going to get fired. Uh, me, oh, blind Mike. If Trump said the Holocaust had nothing to do with race, or imagine, can you imagine? I mean, can you imagine? You know, I hate to do that. You could do that about everything now, but like, can you imagine? That's just a perfect example of someone saying that. <laughs> or, or, I mean, a better example right now would be if Rogan said that. <laughs> That'd be the, done. That would be the He's best. He's off Spotify. I hope on his next show he goes on and just acts out what Whoopi said on the View. <laughs> just to rile people up. Just see who who uh, who remembers when o, uh, Whoopi bodied O and A. Oh, um, I don't. I don't actually. I've heard it the other way around. I I was not. Um, I don't know if I've ever heard this clip. I've just heard about it, I think. She showed up but, in studio after they talked shit, and they completely turtled. Oh, you know what? Let me find this. You might be right. That might be true. So what I'm thinking of is um, 
after the whole Imus thing, Opie and Anthony called her. Uh, she had a radio show at the time. And they were like simulcasting with her. And they said, hey, they weren't, I guess they weren't even being shitty about it, but they were like, hey, well, they actually, they probably were being shitty about it. But <laughs> they were like, hey, what about the Ted Danson thing? Oh, uh, yeah. And Whoopi was like, fuck you, and hung up. Yeah. So then maybe after that, she went to the studio. I don't remember that. That, that sounds familiar, but I don't know if I've ever heard it. This is a 34 minute video. So, but this, oh, I found it's Whoopi confronts ONA with Patrice O'Neill. So this must have been great. How do they, how did they turtle if Patrice is there? He didn't give a shit. Or he liked Whoopi, maybe. Probably just laughed at him. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, here's what we'll do, folks. We'll sift through that. We'll sift through this Michael Rappaport business. And we'll come back to you guys with a full report. Tomorrow. Here on patreon.com slash blind Mike. Maybe tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow. Would it be possible to do another day? Um... Maybe Thursday. Off air. Hmm. (laughs) All right, we'll discuss. But anyways, we'll have a full report on uh, Whoopi Goldberg and Ari Shafir. Patreon.com slash blind Mike for all that kind of bonus content. All those uh, extra goodies. Oh, shit. Extra goodies. Yes. (laughs) Um, And uh, go to the Patreon. Go to our link tree for everything else. Uh, buy some merch, support the show for free on uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify and YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Give us a five-star review, all that stuff. Um, subscribe everywhere. It helps with the algorithm. And goal is a very good show, as we said. Yes, you don't snowboard. Out now. Listen. Yeah, sounds like a fascinating discussion. It's wild. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then uh, we're about to discuss when we'll talk to you next. So until then, Avita Zain. Until then, have yourself a great day, and as always, rock on. Stop the baloney, huh?